When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Connor McDavid gets to 900 points. Is 1,000 next? Is Nils Holglander a genius or an idiot? Who is the angriest hockey player in the world? And a new award for the most Ray Ferraro-ass player in the league. It's What Chaos. Five stars, subscribe, do all that stuff. Let's go. Hey, goofballs, whatnots, and everybody in between. It's What Chaos on Wednesday, January 3rd. Pete. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi, Sean. Hey. Sean, your uh, coyotes, only ones who fucked up my night last night. They fucked up my night as well. We've discussed how uh, freezing cold I've been in uh, the the betting world. Mm -hmm. I was 4-5 last night. Look at you. Except for the Coyotes. Out there were comeback kids. What happened? I was 0 for 1 uh, because of the Coyotes. First off, you can't bet on the PWHL. Uh, sportsbooks hate women, apparently. Piss, yeah, yeah, what the f- um, I wanted to. I, I was so ready to bet. I, although I would have lost money on that because I was all over Ottawa. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, no, the Coyotes, it was tough because I've been, I feel like I mentioned a lot my, my live betting on the Arizona Coyotes prowess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were getting outshot in a close game, third period. Down one, I'm like, or second period down one, I'm like, that's Coyote's live bet written all over it. Hammer it immediately, like within 90 seconds, shorthanded goal for the Coyotes. Tie the game. I'm like, we're we're live. And they give them three unanswered. And it's right. The three unanswered in the over. third was uh, not my favorite thing in the world. Although, you know what? Uh, I actually do. I'm going to lay off the Coyotes because they've uh, been not feeling so hot. They're, they're, um, they're smelling oil. Mm. They're... They're they saying, those burning their nostrils. Smelling, uh, the coyotes are saying, you, you, smell, you smell oil, maybe a point off from us with the game in hand, about to, about to take our asses. <laughs> yeah, uh, why don't they let you bet on the, the women's hockey league? I'm just guessing. You it's, should know better than, you're the uh, one that doesn't. I mean, like I would them. assume, like, do you think that it's because they're afraid that they'll get exposed for, like, not paying the women? They'll bet on themselves? Oh, Ooh, they don't pay them enough money, so maybe they're trying to make money by betting on themselves. The I, wage gap is making its way to betting. That's where right. They're so sexist against women that men can't even make money off women. <laughs> I, Instead of we're I not mean, making money, neither are you guys. Realistically, it's like a wildly unpredictable product, so I don't know how you would even start setting lines for something like that's, that. But I they mean, did that, the was, that was like my first thought is that the, the business side of things was so fucked up to start – the start this league that they were just like we can't even allow people yeah. to wager. They're like, look, the, the we're not following are, any regulations. Yeah, the only <laughs> ones who are ready, it seems, are the players and the coaches. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've got to get a lot more. We didn't even make jerseys. You yeah. want to? You want to bet on this? I, I will also say the vibe that I've gotten from the, like at least these first couple of days with the PWHL is that a lot of them are just there to have fun day one like they're not a lot like even and granted ottawa was winning at the time but one of ottawa's players during the intermission yesterday was like 
yeah, we just kind of came in with a it doesn't doesn't matter if we win or lose mindset. Like just enjoy the moment. And they were winning at the time. Don't like hearing that. That sounds like a loser mentality. Big loser talk. Uh, And they ended up losing the game. But I think a lot of them were like, "This is a pretty big moment for women's sports." So enjoy the evening. Um, Hey, let's go. Fuck. Maybe a little bit less patting yourself on the back and a little less trying Mm -hmm. to win win hockey games. We're 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 men enough to just start here. Then PWHL. (laughs) We were on the stream. You you watched the whole game last night. I was dipping in and out because I was uh, on the streams plural. Yeah, I had, I had to, to mute the text chain because Sean wouldn't stop fucking talking about it. You spoiling the games? <laughs> yeah, by talking about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was I was blown away because I jumped in during the second period of Montreal and Ottawa because uh, I apparently needed to see the ugliest jersey I've ever seen in my life. Talking about the Montreal ones? Dude, Montreal's road jerseys look like someone sweat in them and then pissed on them. No, so bad. Come They're on. so bad. No dude. way. Really bad. No, oh, I like the cream. That's not even cream, though. It it's, was it's like kind of cream. It's it like a cream like, beige. It was sweatier than cream. And I, like I feel like if you're going to do a cream, I don't know. Uh, it's got to be more I, of like a CBJ well cream. Enough. Like it's got to be the the cannon cream that was too dark. It was more like a sand. Mm. And I, didn't, I don't know. I kind of liked them. I liked them. But I will tell you what the goal to open the scoring did. It was the final one nothing. The final was two or three two in overtime. Whoa! Yeah, it was a it was a you really DJ also well, hates huh? women. The go- no, I mean I pay attention to women's hockey as much DJ as I pay attention women to women's hockey. Women can only hockey. score one hockey goal in a game. Yeah. as soon as they score, it's over. I but- almost tweeted this. I knew I was gonna get shit for it though because if, like if you make any joke about anything, people will be like, "We're just gonna assume you're making fun of that thing," even though I wasn't. I w- so my uh, one of my hallmarks is I don't like big saves. I don't like goals. I don't like any. I just want hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't like any. I don't want stoppages of play. Oh, we go. I scored a goal, so I got to celebrate with my friends. Do that on your own time. I want to. Did we hockey. have a conversation once where I was like, "Oh, your favorite part of hockey is the scoring when they stop the game." Exactly. You're right. Oh, oh the, the goalie made a sick save. Literally, congrats on doing your only job. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, so I was going to tweet like, as somebody who likes hockey. I'm enjoying the women's product because it's 40 minutes in and they haven't scored a goal. Was uh, our friend QP at the game? He was. He was at the game in Ottawa and uh, he was posting some videos and pictures and stuff. He also said Montreal jerseys looked incredible in person. Hmm. So, yeah, I I agree. I wasn't there, but they looked incredible to me from afar. So he was also posting videos. The barn in Ottawa looks awesome. Unbelievable. The Ottawa 67s. Yeah, it was. It's a very unique building. Like, it's just like the slanted i guess so like one side just has like one layer of stands mm. it was pretty cool now the atmosphere was electric like especially during it player looks, introductions cool. player like you could tell that people were there. Sean the was lights live down and everything us, uh player introductions updates and i was getting fired up just ottawa, reading texts from sean ottawa might have my single favorite roster of any sports team ever hit me incredible <laughs> like it's it's so incredibly diverse first off a woman from buffalo shout out that's a dub Sick. immediately. They have a black woman, a woman from Japan, Germany, and Hungary. Three traditionally hockey playing countries, as we all know. Um, <laughs> it was just it was just crazy to me how diverse that team was. That and they was, just kept rolling them out. The texts were coming in. It was like, we got a black woman. We got a Japanese woman. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, German goalie. I was like, German goalie? Like, yeah, <laughs> that, one, that one threw me off. Uh, but yeah, no, there they have some German goalies in the NHL. Have there they been? have a yeah. woman named Daryl? All right, why not? Love that. Nice. What German goalies have there been? Uh, there was one. He played for the Islanders, and he put uh, he put uh, Trump on his mask. 
What? He, yeah, and then he had some like some uh, some tough some tough uh, imagery in some of his masks uh, that people were like, "Uh oh, not a great look for a German." I forget. You know uh, who I, I forget who it was. What's his name? German goalie Islanders. Uh, you know who Anybody I in the chat. You know who I liked back in the day was uh, Crystal Ball Uwe. Thomas Grease. Thomas Grease. That's who it was. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. German. Yeah, interesting. But Crystal uh, Crystal Ball Uwe, a French goalie. When you see in that, a lot guy was for like, he was from France. Oh, actually from France. Yeah, French yeah. Canadian. I was like, okay. I was like, now you're Andre like, Fleury. Yeah, fucking I was confused him. for a second. Not French Canadian. No, I'm talking like raw dog, like pure <laughs> cut out the middleman. Yeah, none of this neighbor to the north bullshit. Just real straight up French. But yeah, uh, for like the, I, I was telling Sean, I probably watched a total of one period of the Montreal Ottawa game. Atmosphere, amazing. Loved the play. The uh, the one goal I saw, I guess, just fucking ripping slap shots Dude, from yes. the fucking dot. Yeah. No, it was just like, like going to kill somebody. Love I, it. I feel like in all the, the fervor and all that, it gets lost. Like, it was pretty good hockey. Like, it, it was... It was solid hockey. Again, obviously, it's not going to be the same as watching Connor McDavid. They were that. physical. But it, like, like, I did not. The women's not, game is incredibly physical. Somebody put somebody put together like a, a montage of some of the yeah. hits that were thrown uh, on day one, and I was like, God damn! And like, I don't the, know. The, this wasn't like coll like collisions. To, like they were throwing hits. Yeah, and like like there happened in the first period yesterday. We're like after the whistle. Are they allowed to hit away. now? No. No? No, no, no. They like, checking is illegal, that. but the, that was one thing I very much appreciated about the refereeing last night. Also, uh, referees, instead of having the orange, or I guess linesmen, instead of having the orange on their jerseys, they yeah, have purple. With, are they purple? Yeah, purple, uh, yeah. which is dope. But um, Better color. They, they just, like, kind of let them play. Like, they were being pretty physical, and they weren't. They just weren't really calling. Like at one point after the whistle, a w girl just like was skating past another girl and just kind of just like fucking punched her in the shoulder. And I was just like, "Hell yeah, man! Like let's 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 do that hockey." I did see a nice exchange. Uh, I think the guy's name was Marcus. No offense to Marcus. I don't know if he I, he ended up kind of being the butt of this uh, Twitter exchange. Uh, but somebody tweeted like so and so scored, and then uh, like celebrated oh, with I their that, fiance. Yeah unreal no it was it was like the uh, pwhl is awesome because all the players are dating each other no 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 it's a different this oh, okay. was you know, last night somebody was like uh, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they scored and celebrated with their fiance and the person uh, a guy responded i don't think it was hateful who knows it might have been but he was like uh i didn't see her go over to the glass or anything or like they didn't i didn't see like where was uh her fiance or her, or her husband or whatever and person was just like She's gay, Marcus. <laughs> so, it's like Marcus. Welcome, welcome to uh, the existence of gay people, Marcus. Mm. Uh, oh, maybe also, if that's what he needs is his entry. Let's yeah, get Marcus I, on board. I Let's do get, have to criticize the PWHL for a couple of things. First off, I don't got, like that us talking about players being gay reminded you that you have some criticisms. Yeah, of this. I, I don't, yeah exactly. Watch it, Sean. Um, they need to figure out their YouTube stream thing. Like it was. They an need to figure out a lot of things. Well, Sean. there is a lot of things <laughs> they need to figure out. But like, like I, a lot of the other, like we were talking about yesterday, like the jerseys and stuff like that. Obviously a problem, but like, 
it's it is what it is it's whatever like the stream they had to st they started the stream three separate times on youtube yesterday and had it fail or they started it twice and had it fail and had to start it a third time far be it for me to, to criticize anybody for having technical difficulties yeah, you I ever know. try to stream it's tough yeah <laughs> they'll well, figure it out uh, is that though a bandwidth thing maybe does that mean like they were overwhelmed? I, I I don't know what it was. Eventually, once they got the stream working, it was it was relatively flawless. Um, they need to figure out what they're going to do during TV stoppages because then it's just a quiet like moving background. Basically. It kept scaring me and because it was just, then like, it would come back on. It's better unsettling. than the ESPN Plus fucking uh, loop no, that you, plays. They, there needs to be sound. There needs to be some kind live of sports. 30 for 30 originals. I'm, Exclusive that, tools I, that and That is updates. haunting my fucking yeah. dreams. No, he I and that. I had like a two minute like one-on-one -on -one vent session <laughs> about espn plus last night fuck man like i would take i don't know if i would take that because i agree with you sean i did not like the quiet and then it was unsettling coming back and it freaked me out yeah. because i was watching on my computer i have different tabs going uh, it was just a mess what, what was your other issue um as i was telling you before we went live the the i felt bad for him the pa announcer in ottawa <laughs> Just so aggressively fumbled the bag near the end of Ottawa's player introduction. <laughs> what bag did he fumble? Like he he just kind of I, I don't it's hard to know if it was on him or if he just wasn't provided information or what. But by the time uh, maybe QP maybe I misheard he can attest, but like it like didn't know the names or didn't have the names or the cities they were from. So it got to the point where like he tried to introduce one player and he just didn't have her first name, and so he kind of just did this weird awkward extended version of her last name and then i believe it was the captain at the very end like just didn't have the city she was from so it was like it was very odd like it got near the end you're like ah it's day one for him too yeah uh, um it, i would have to assume it's, it's a, the pa it's announcer for the 67 so he, he was trying to to not steal the spotlight yeah he was like this is about the women not yeah. not about me so. oh i like that that was he was I, like if i if i do terrible at my job then, like, I'm setting the bar a little bit lower for them, and they can succeed. Yeah, when when Pete and I saw the women. movie Women Talking, he began, after, when we were doing our review, Pete began to talk, and mm. that was a no-go for us. Yeah, it was we very like, disrespectful. Respect the they, Pete, it's their turn. <laughs> uh, a lot of German goalies that we missed. Uh, Philip Grubauer, I figured, was German, just because he, that name sounds the most German. But we got uh, an active German goalie. Yeah, I also Kolzig. want to point out that the German goalie doesn't even have the most German name on the team. Like she, like she doesn't even have the most German name amongst the goalies. So the German goalie's name is Sanda Abstreeter, and then the starting goalie last night was Emirates Moshmeyer. Yeah, would have for sure guessed that that was the German goal. Yeah, because yes. yeah, at first they like, stink on they it too. <laughs> yeah, on the Moshmeyer. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was like the actual last name or the fact that you said it so angrily that I was like, yeah, that sounds German like, to me. Abstreeter doesn't necessarily sound German, but Moshmeyer. You can make any does. last name sound German if you say it angrily. If there's That's, an SH in there. That was my other complaint. Under another complaint, I was giving them a lot of love for their pads last night because they all have sick pads. None of the women had custom custom masks, which is very disappointing to me. Like both the goalies were wearing their Team Canada masks, hmm. and I there is nothing that makes me more uncomfortable than out of place goalie equipment. Well, uh, I'm very excited to uh, get to this question, probably the the hottest question in hockey. Uh, what was Nils Holander doing last night? Holander, Holander, Holglander. Hoaglander? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. You do you do the A the G? Yeah. Let's get him. Nils Hoaglander. Nils. Oh, it's not Hoglander. Not to be confused with Hog Handler. 
aka John Hamm, slinging that thing. Nils uh, Hoaglander. Hoaglander, yeah. Hoaglander. Anyway, what was Nils Hoaglander doing last night? Against the Senators, behind the net, flips the puck over the net. And here, <laughs> there's so many questions off this. And now that we have the picture of it, I'll start with this question. What was the plan? Because there's six other players there, and only one of them is his teammate. I know, it's the He's best. flipping it into a group of five Ottawa Senators and one buddy of his. Yeah, this is uh, th- this whole play is like the definition of a fine line between being a genius and being an idiot. Because th- the big discussion after this play was whether or not uh, it should have resulted in a penalty shot because he he it looks like he attempts to do the Zegers pass over the net uh, and it's it's caught by uh, Jacob, Jacob Bernard, Bernard Docker. Docker and there was some question as to whether or not he closed his hand on the puck and like carried it to the side a little bit and throws it off to the side because like he, he has to like he has to. If he like bats it down straight in front of him, it's going in the net. Uh, so he kind of had to move it a little bit, but there was question as to whether he closed his hand. And if he did close his hand, does that result in a penalty shot when it's in midair? And so like, if that play resulted in a penalty shot, Nils Hoaglander would have looked like a genius. So an absolute genius. The questions include, was it an attempted Michigan pass sort of thing that could have been batted? Was he trying to bank it off the goalie? Did Hoaglander have any idea what he was doing? Was there a plan there? And yes, should it have been a penalty shot because Jacob Bernard Docker did grab it, ask, and push it out of the way in real time? It was just hilarious that he was like, and now for this thing. And another player very easily was like, well, obviously that's not happening. (laughs) And then just the play continued. The rule says... No defending player except the goalkeeper will be permitted to fall on the puck, hold the puck, pick up the puck, or gather the puck into the body or hands when the puck is within the goal crease. So people saw that and they said, well, he's grabbing the puck, holding the puck when it's in the crease. All of the wording and verbiage on this rule generally speaks to the puck being on the ice or like generally just like above the ice and trying to grab it, slide it out, things like that. There was a play this year, though, where Sean Watherspoon of the Boston Bruins, there was a mess in front of the net, pucks being flipped into the net, and he just does like a, like makes a glove save, throws it out. Like literally tries to throw it over the glass, it looks like. Which even without any understanding of what the rule could be, you know in the moment as you're doing that, you're like, this can't be allowed. Yeah, just like a a person watching hockey for the first time, be like, you you can't do that, right? So That was one of the funniest moments of the NHL ended up That ended up being a penalty shot. There was no penalty shot here, and I, I read a bunch of different... Like everything in the rule book that could possibly relate to this, I think that they kind of made the right call just because I will note all the replays that we've seen, everything that was on Twitter, everything that was on social media slowed it down. They did like real time. He flips the puck and then slowed it down as he was getting it and tossing it to the side and continuing to play it. So I think it was a very, very fine line-ish sort of thing. Generally though, I loved the whole thing because I'm almost positive there was no plan on Hoaglander's part. I don't think that he was like going for a penalty shot. If he was trying to bank it off the goaltender's back, 
he placed it fucking yeah. horribly. If he was trying to set up, uh, who is uh, Suter, the only yeah. other Canuck within the, the zip code. 10 miles, then <laughs> that was horrible too. And and the best part about it is that Suter had to like drastically change direction because he was like, the, 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 he obviously was like, he's not going to make this play. And then he saw him doing it and he had to like cut towards the middle and was too late, obviously. But uh, uh, I mean, great comment from the chat. Uh, um, says like to be fair, flipping it into a group of senators players right in front of them has a great chance of it ending up in the back of the net, which is fair. But I do think that my guess is that he was trying to bank it off the back of the goalie, Same. and he just completely misjudged it. But I mean, I'm a fan of of trying to be creative. I'm a fan of like very broken, hilarious plays. So absolutely respect Nils Hoglander for going for it. I do think that we're probably going to have to get to a point where we add more verbiage and more like specific language into the rule book to like kind of police these sorts of plays because now like the Michigan and the Zegris type plays where you're behind the net getting creative from below the below the goal line. Like, you need more specific rules for what and what isn't allowed defending that. Exactly, because we have not seen the last of this. This yeah. is just the tip of the iceberg. This is, they haven't figured out how to do it, but they're trying. You know, when you get the reports, or the, like years ago, it'd be like, terrorists tried to do this and it got shut down or whatever. And you're like, fuck, they didn't do it. But they're trying and they're working on it. This dummy fucking didn't score a goal off that, but... Their the hockey players are thinking, what can we do with flipping the puck? It's just the tip of the iceberg. We're a Michigan league now. The, the players are constantly coming up with, how can we do weird shit from behind the net? So I agree. You're going to have to put some, when it's in the air, when it's here, above the crossbar, all these things. Think of every possible machination of this because they're trying it. Although maybe Hoaglander after the game was just like, I don't know. You ever heard of YOLO? <laughs> I I why well, I Loki I think that was kind of his vibe. Like I think it was just like fuck it, pucks on that. Oh, Glenda, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Get it in there, see what happens. Also, uh, Trevor Zegers ruined the NHL question mark. Like Trevor Zegers basically did that and the Michigan, and then got on the cover of NHL. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like he deserved it. He was fucking creative. He as was hell and he nailed it. I'm just saying, like in, in a Steph Curry ruins basketball kind of way. Now everyone just wants to, no one wants to get to the I, hard I mean, places. He, he ruined the NHL video game because now you can do Michigan's yeah. with one button. And yeah. so like that kind of, that's what the whole Glander play reminded me of. It's like now if you play any online game in NHL, you'll at least see some dumbass trying to pull a Michigan where he shouldn't or like the over the back, uh, over the back pass where he shouldn't. And it's just maybe whole Glander playing too much NHL. Also, I was going to say, how is nobody from the Blue Jackets nailed to Michigan because they have the most heavy Michigan team in the world? But uh, Ken Johnson hit like the sickest Michigan of, of like the last five years last year. His, what, his Michigan last year was nasty. Although I think they would probably get quite upset with you for calling it the Michigan. Like they like there's no way. No, like half their team is from Michigan. No, 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 but like Columbus, the Blue Jackets would never. I guarantee That's true. you, the Blue Jackets. Yeah, but the would Blue never Jackets clearly love love no, the I, University I, of Michigan. I, I Who promise did they have you. at the game last night? Who did they host last night? They hosted two alums of Ohio State and a bunch of current Ohio State players. No, they had like Ohio. The entire Ohio State team was there last I night. I guarantee yeah. you that if 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 a Blue Jackets player 
scored the Michigan, they would not at any point refer to it at the Mich- as a Michigan as a team. They would tweet out. They would tweet out Adam Pantilli scored out KJ. a a lacrosse style goal, or they would do the they would do the Michigan, and then they would put the X over the M. Like they, I I guarantee it. Columbus does not fuck around with their hatred of Michigan. Mm. With the exception of Adam Fentilli and such. I will say, I'm trying to find it. Cole Sillinger did, had some outrageous stick work last night. That he did. So good. They, it, was, they, it was crazy. They have. I so, wanted to quote tweet it with Tay McCray lyrics very badly, but I didn't. Don't do it. I D- couldn't think DJ of it. DJ Bean voice. I like their roster. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I, I like their roster. <laughs> do you guys see the. Uh, they, the I mean, I, I don't like their roster currently because like half of it is in the hospital. They have so many guys that are hurt. It was, I, I felt bad. The Bruins kind of shit on them last night. Well, uh, Connor McDavid is speaking of shitting on. Yeah. Connor McDavid gets his 900th point last night. About five minutes later, I thought he was going to get his 1000th point last night. <laughs> that guy is a rate. He has 40 points in his last 19 games. He could get to a thousand this year if he wanted to. Do you remember when I, uh, when I bet on him? To win the heart mm. in like the first two weeks of the season because he like wasn't playing well and I was like it's still Connor McDavid and he has plus odds to win the the heart trophy I think it was like plus two forty or something and so that is looking like an incredible bet hope you jumped on that with me five point night last night a goal four assists and like that doesn't even do it justice go watch the tape of of what McDavid did last night absolutely insane. Um, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Fifth quickest player to 900 points. Only Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, uh, Mike Bossy, and Peter Stastny. And fuck you. Yeah, I just saw the notes. I wanted to see shows. if you would do it. The I updated Pete's shows. notes. You threw in and Connor Bedard have done it faster. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I really wanted you to say that. So we have a shared doc. That's uh, that's us revealing that we have a shared doc for our notes for the show. Uh, yeah, Gretzky, Lemieux, Bossy, Stastny, not and Bedard. Bedard. <laughs> and Bedard. Yet. He has... Season's he, young, baby. Connor that McDavid, no at 26 be. years old, has more career points than a lot of players that you and I both consider like fucking awesome career NHL players. You've got Bra- Brad Marchand. Connor McDavid has more points than Brad Marchand at 26 years old. Uh, Corey Perry, Jonathan Taves, Peter Forsberg. That name was like, that stunned me. Yeah. Forsberg, Ilya Kovalchuk, Zach Parise, Eric Lindros. Like more than all, like all those guys. And it's crazy that Connor McDavid is still 26 years old. Why does it start with, why does that list start with Ray Ferraro? I don't know. That's a, yeah. that's like the least surprising one on the <laughs> yeah, list. No. If you told me Ray Ferraro had like 100 or like 150, 200 career points, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I remember him being really good. Like not. I don't really remember Ray Ferraro playing. This, uh, what a stray, this poor guy, this lovely man. I love Ray Ferraro. I catching. think he's great, but I just like, but I don't really remember do him. Do you know how many career points he had? No. 898 really yeah. okay good for yeah. him i mean i feel like so that's good but when he like, was doing nhl commentary for the nhl video games he would just constantly talk about how, how much he fucking sucked right, i was gonna say well, ray he, ferraro never had he had one he had two three he's very he had three 70 point seasons not a big plus minus guy but he's a career minus 104 i guess three the thing with that is he point seasons fucking forever yeah would he, he play like 20 years 
he played from 84 to 2002. Oh, Man. Hell yeah. Yeah, Congrats, so Connor Ray McDavid Ferrara. way fucking better than Ray Ferraro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eat one, Ray. <laughs> Half of the teams he played for don't exist. Yeah, he played right. for the Whalers. He definitely Two played for the Thrashers, right? He played for the, uh, yeah. the Whalers and the Thrashers, yeah. Nice. Man. So, uh, the, in conclusion, Connor McDavid, I'm not speaking for you two, but I, I say better than Ray Ferraro. Marshawn is the the one on there that, like, stuns me because Marshawn is almost 10 years older than him. And he's still going. And, like, like has <laughs> been doing it at, like, getting 100-point seasons, going fucking crazy. Like, I don't know what else Brad Marshawn could have been doing these last few years. Yeah, but, like, Marshawn wasn't getting 100-point seasons for, like, ex- like extended periods of time. He was he a relatively sprinkled them in. late-ish bloomer. I caught a lot of shit from Bruins fans. I remember... Uh, let me see. Also worth worth noting and remembering that Brad Marchand didn't get on the power play until he was like 28 years old. Brad 29 Marchand years old. has one 100-point season. All right. Yeah. So 2018, 2019. But he's got like, he's probably got yeah, like I mean, he's 80 got, and a 90. He's got the two years before that were both 85. After that, he went 87, 69, yeah. 80, 67. He's got 33 right now. So I remember what year would it have been? Uh, <laughs> McDavid just barely better than Ray Ferraro. Barely. I mean, the stats are proof is in the Numbers pudding. do not lie. He's just barely clearing him. Yeah, so uh, let's see. It was one, two, three, four, five. It was Marshawn's sixth season that he scored 30 goals. And in his, like, fourth or fifth season going into the year, I wrote a thing saying, like, uh, like basically how has Brad Marshawn not scored 30 goals in a season? As if to say, like, this guy's really good. Not that, like he's failing or underachieving or whatever. Just like, it's kind of wild that like this guy is an irregular 30 goal score. And Bruins fans got so mad at me because they thought that I was like slagging him and saying like, Oh, because he doesn't score 30 goals. He's not good. And I was like, no, like this guy is fucking awesome. And he plays with Patrice Bergeron. seems like he didn't, uh, eloquently get your point across no 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 i believed because i talked to bergeron about it i talked to marshawn about it like everybody knew the point that was being made they just saw the headline they didn't click they didn't read seems like a lot of uh deflecting blame if you ask me no no, uh but yeah mcdavid nasty uh i made the mistake of trying to watch a team other than the oilers last night um i i watched a lot of the avalanche islanders game which ended up being a uh a good game and had an exciting finish, but uh, you were texting me about the Oilers game because I assume you assumed that I was watching because we always watch. Well, I knew I processed elimination. You weren't watching a women's game. No. Nope. So then I was looking at what other games were happening. And, and then by the time I tuned in, like most of the action had already happened and I missed a bunch of the, the McDavid goodies. And uh, yeah, I, I, the game was over. It was uh, the Oilers kind of smoked them and... I will not make that mistake again. Going to find a way to always have the Oilers on my TV. The, the Oilers, you know we talk about them a lot, but the Oilers are legitimately like a treat. Mm. They are a treat for hockey fans. They're just like the most fucking electric team. They had everything going last night. You got like a dry sidle clapper. You had McDavid putting on a show. It was a... Uh, the Nuge double dipping. I know. Amazing. Good for him. Uh, Sean and I were talking, people were mad that when... Uh, there's obviously a lot of like best on best lists coming up these days. And uh, there's discourse about should Zach Hyman be on any sort of Canada roster? People uh, getting mad about that of just like, oh, cool. You're, you know, 
uh, Connor McDavid, but it's like who else skating? I, I, I don't know if anybody else skating next to Connor McDavid is going to be able to score like Zach Hyman is. Because you're, you're like putting people out of their depths, right? I mean, yeah, you may as well. If you know that it works, just go with it. I, I do like that McDavid's 900th point came on an absurd pass and Zach Hyman scoring on the step. I mean, I that's the that. only way Zach Hyman's going to score. I know, but I love it. Like, I love that that's like that classic Oilers goal ended up with McDavid getting 900 points. You, uh, you know what I love? Game time. Uh you love shooting your wad. <laughs> this is going to be a real buildup. They were going to say which which ticketing uh, place helped out Deej here. No, you know it be. would be game time because there's only one. There's only one that matters, and it's game time. I was just racking my brain. Uh, Sean and I were going to see the Boston Bruins take on the Buffalo Sabers. Sabers won three one up the Burrs. Got a great pick of Sean waving goodbye to everybody as they were leaving. It was such an amazing experience. And it almost didn't happen because we were trying to find tickets. It was getting to crunch time. Wasn't finding the deals that we wanted. It was really tough. Plus, we wanted to get some premium, primo, great seats. We ended up checking out game time. Problem was solved immediately. Guess who's going to the Bruins game tomorrow on behalf of game time? Really? Boston Garden Society. Premium tickets. Wow. From the boys at game time. Seeing the Boston Bruins face off against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Those old ass motherfuckers. You notice he did it. He said the boys at game time. Yeah. Not the girls, not the women. What? Jeez, crazy. Uh, with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And that's just what happened. We had an amazing time. We knew when we were locking in the seats, all right, this is the row. Okay, here's how it looks from here. It was amazing. So jump on game time. They got a killer app, really easy to use. Their website also super intuitive. Use code chaos for $20 off. That is code chaos for $20 off. Game time. It's Ju a good time. Julie in the chat makes a good point. Putting Hyman on the Canada roster would be like putting uh, putting Chris Kunitz on to help play with Crosby. That was like, the comparison that people were making. Yeah. They were like, Zach Hyman is now the like friend of the best player. Nothing wrong with if that. If it works, then it <laughs> right. works. Like I mean, think of other like amazing players who are used to whether you're like moving a center to wing or taking somebody who is used to like being the focal point of their line, even like a fucking David Posternock type or whatever. Zach Hyman is like McDavid does the stuff. I finish it off. Other people might want the puck on their stick a little more. And I don't know when we had this conversation, but we had it recently. Maybe it was with Wierenski, but like there is something to be said about a player that can play with McDavid because a lot of the times there is a like a false belief that anybody can play with a great player. But like, if you're playing with a McDavid, you need to be able to keep up with him. You need to be able to both think the game and literally physically keep up with a guy like that. And not everybody can do it. And we've seen it early in the careers of like some of these great players where they have to find guys that can actually keep up with them. And Zach Hyman, like he was a godsend for the Oilers. They're the, they, that's why they went out and paid for Zach Hyman and free agency was like, they need, we need guys who are able to keep up with McDavid. And there is something to be said about like being able to do that. And yeah, it, are his point totals or his goals inflated because he plays alongside that guy? Yeah, but he's still a really, really good player. 
and he's earned the right to play next to him. And I think that can extend to on an international team as well. I can't stop thinking about Ray Ferraro. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about him being at the top of that list. Uh, I pulled up the NHL.com slash stats. Just going to go through some current players, better or worse than Ray Ferraro, okay? Is uh, Sebastian Ajo, the Carolina career one. points? Just generally, just vibes. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, better or worse than Ray Ferraro? This is Ferraro. a tough game to play when I literally said I don't really remember Ray Ferraro just, playing. Just uh, gut, gut feeling. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, I will say he's better than Ray Ferraro because he's like the best player on his team. Mm, I'll say also adjust for like era era. Yeah. Adjusting for era. Maybe, maybe Ray Ferraro's like, I just feel like Ray Ferraro probably wasn't like the best player on many teams that he played on. Philip Forsberg, Forsberg better than Ray Ferraro. I think Ray Ferraro is probably better. Maybe. How about Jack Eichel or Ray Ferraro? Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. Sean doesn't like Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's a hell of a player, man. He's a good player, Sean. Oh, he's amazing, and I loved watching him play for the Buffalo Sabres, but when you... When did that happen? Like, <laughs> I I actually think Jack Eichel's a much better player than I ever thought he would become, which is kind of crazy. I think he's a much more well-rounded, well-rounded player. player I thought he was yeah. going to be like a top 20 player in the NHL. Just like offensively? Yeah. I, I figured that he was just going to be like an offensive guy yeah. and kind of like a liability in his own end. He's become like a legitimate unbelievable two-way play. He's found himself. For the record, I don't really think Jack Eichel did anything wrong, but he disagreed with my franchise, and I'm always going to be loyal to the Sabres. He proved to be right. Like No, he 100% proved yeah. to be right. But I don't think you should be allowed to hate him anymore. Uh, you, should be, you should be mad at your team. I think he probably hates Buffalo, hmm. so I have to hate him. I mean, I, I'd hate Buffalo, too, if I was Jack Eichel. Listen, can I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's that ridiculous that a franchise didn't want their star player to have a surgery that no one had ever had before. I get that it worked out for Vegas, but it ultimately was a big risk for them. And I don't think that that's that ridiculous of a stance, especially for a franchise like Buffalo, who doesn't have shit going for them. I also, I mean, like, I think it, it's probably best for everybody because I don't think Jack Eichel yes, would have learned to play defense if yeah, he stayed in I, Buffalo. The Sabres are a significantly better team now than they in, should, in you part know what they should do. Trade. They should trade for Jack Eichel and he'll come back to Buffalo and bring the defensive things that he's learned in Vegas. And he would also bring a little bit of that fuck you. Like, I think he would be like, I think he would score goals and then like at home, like he was on the road and just be like, hand up to the ear, like talk, where, think, where, where, where could, are you now? Could Jack Eichel instill uh, winning culture in yes. Buffalo? I you, love this Go idea. out and get this a guy. The greatest. Go out and get a guy who's done it, who's won, won before. Won who has some ties, people forget some ties to the city, does Jack Eichel. Mm -hmm. Why don't you get Jack Eichel? He, he'll play he angry. Him. He'll bring defensive structure. He'll bring leadership of Stanley Cup pedigree. The Buffalo Sabres could use a guy like Jack Eichel. Who is the perfect Buffalo Sabre? I say it's Jack Eichel. I say it's Jack Eichel. Uh, you want to talk about Nathan McKinnon, better or does. worse than Ray Ferraro? A million times so much better. Suck it. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon... It, like at, somehow might be underrated. Nathan McKinnon is no, unbelievable. Not, <laughs> he hasn't won a heart trophy. So he's been like top three in heart trophy. Like so many times that he deserves like a lifetime achievement. Heart trophy plays in the same era as Connor McDavid does not make you underrated. I don't think I think it does. Nathan is McKinnon, Jack Eichel underrated. Yes, Jack Eichel actually is underrated. Is. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, well, no, well, that's one thing I was gonna say. I think it is a testament to how fucking amazing Connor McDavid is. It's like 
people don't give a shit about what happens in the West or like in the Pacific or mountain time zone. So people like don't really pay attention. Obviously Vegas is a little different because they just want to stay on the cup. Same with Colorado, but like people aren't really paying attention to those teams. Like they are some of the big city teams and for them to be that good and still deserve that kind of respect. I'm we, just, I, we have the, uh, like the second best player in the world thing that we, we want to start uh, firing up at some point. And we've had, like, we've had this discussion off podcast many times. Like who's the second best player in the world for right years. Now? We've been arguing like dry versus McKinnon. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think that Nathan McKinnon is constantly in the conversation of like second best player in the world. And I don't think he gets that kind of credit. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but Nathan McKinnon is we'll one of We'll ask my Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick because they probably do this segment on their podcast. I mean, I, I think the problem is that people don't ever have the, who's the second best player in the like, world conversation. Like we only us. Yeah, like only we uh, exactly. Welcome, uh, welcome I, love Nathan McKinnon I love Nathan McKinnon so much because the way that he plays is so much different from like a, uh, a Connor McDavid, a Connor Bedard, guys that we constantly talk about as like, holy shit, they just like they they look like they're playing a different sport because they they make it look so easy, make it look so smooth, so fluid. Nathan McKinnon does none of that shit. He doesn't make anything look easy. He makes everything look like the most difficult thing in the world. He's the most violent player in the NHL in terms of like his play style. He scored last night in overtime, uh, the game winner, and it was the angriest fucking one-timer you've ever seen in your life. And that's that's why I love Nathan McKinnon so much is that like uh, Steve Dangle actually quote tweeted like, the the video that I posted last night. And it was like Nathan, McKin Nathan McKinnon shoots pucks like he fucking hates them. And it's so true. But he also like he shoots angrily. He skates angrily. He looks angry all the time. Like between the second that Zach the puck Wierenski is could never <laughs> exactly he's the exact opposite of a Zach Wierenski who's like gets criticized for not looking like he's trying hard enough Nathan McKinnon like looks like he hates his fucking job like hockey's gonna kill him yeah <laughs> he he shows up to work and he's like fucking hate this shit get me out of here and it's the best I love that I feel like for every guy that enters the league and makes things look easy there should be a guy on the opposite end like Nathan McKinnon who just looks like he hates his life and not in a Quinn Hughes hates his life kind of way where it just looks like he's tired of this shit and exhausted and mentally beaten down. Nathan McKinnon looks like he actively hates playing hockey and not like in a char way where like I'm going to push myself to the limit right. just to see how far I can go. He just always at his limit. And <laughs> I love that. Keep going through. Like it. you know how you when you when uh, when you drive your car and you like push the pedal to the metal and like that whatever that gear fucking meter. No, We're not Pete, car I guys. don't drive drunk. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like the gear uh, odometer thing. Like when it like when you're like literally hitting the top speed yeah. or top gear or whatever, and it just like shakes. Yeah, I feel like when Nathan McKinnon gets a full head of speed on the ice, it's just like. All I can hear are like pots and pans clang clanging around like he's in a food truck that's like basically falling apart. Yeah. That's Nathan McKinnon's play style. Hell yeah. Love it. That was a great little, it wasn't a rant, but that was like your version of like a cowherd thing. <laughs> We're just like, give me the ball for a minute. I'm gonna like that that Sean, that's a real, right? Sure. Nathan McKinnon. Is Nathan McKinnon the angriest RPM, hockey player? Sure. RPM. Car guys in the chat. Yeah, so it is RPM. We don't drive drunk, so keep that. Uh, keep all that stuff to it's yourself. It's actually a DUI. 
Also, I, I love the idea of naming the second best player. Yeah, so somebody I was gonna say that. So somebody in the chat said Hart Trophy, best player in the world. Ray Ferraro Trophy, second best player in the world. Hell yes, love that. Who is the Ray Ferraro of hockey? We should have Ray Ferraro on to discuss that, and just be like, what? <laughs> What do you guys talk? I mean, you know, my son Landon played in the NHL. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah, no Landon, great guy. Uh, we're talking about the second best player in the world, though. I love that. Uh, I have a question. As we get to our three stars, is uh, is Wayne Gretzky having a moment? Wayne Gretzky might be more popular in hockey than he's ever been. I think so. He. We had the Isaiah Thomas thing at the Winter Classic, which was amazing because Isaiah Thomas is like, that's Gretzky. That's like Jordan. He wow. was. He, he was just kept saying, he's like, that's like Jordan, bro. He was psyched to meet Wayne Gretzky. I do have to point out, he tweeted like, I got to meet Wayne Gretzky, and he knew who I was. And there was a video of him meeting Wayne Gretzky. And I'll tell you who didn't look like he knew who Isaiah Thomas was. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Wayne. I might have missed. They might have cut that part of the video out, but it didn't look like he knew who he was talking to. Wayne Gretzky had some... I'm not really comparing the two. It's just that I recently rewatched The Sopranos, but like in later seasons of The Sopranos, when people go to talk to Junior, <laughs> and he's just like, and like some like dementia set in. In fairness, Wayne Gretzky does have like a little bit of uh, not knowing who he's talking to whenever he's talking to anybody, even when he's on TV with like the panel that he's on TV with once or twice a week, every week. Oh, it was, looks like he's a little just out there. I was going to say, someone definitely told him, he's like, this is Isaiah Thomas. And he's like, oh, you look like way younger way than I thought. <laughs> I remember watching you on the Pistons. <laughs> that would be incredible. And like when he's like, I, you know, we met back at we were uh, we were playing in Detroit against the Red Wings and we went out where I had a game the next day. But you and I went out for pizza, if you remember. <laughs> he just kept calling him a bad boy. And, and uh, new IT was like, what are you? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Cool, the best sure. part is, though, if he was like, yeah, you played for the Pistons. Isaiah Thomas at this point has to be like, Shh. yeah, I? I think I probably I think did I, for, I like, for like a half a season. Like I played for every team. Yeah, at this point. I think I did play for them. For a little bit, but yeah, it was for sure big. Like, yeah, cool. Nice. Who are you? I had some. Uh, so, a friend of the podcast, listening to the podcast, I was at a hockey store recently. Came up and was like, "Hey, killing it with the show. Keep it going, man." And I was like, "I know that we've met before, right?" And he was like, "We've met like five times." And I was like, "Shit, tell me your name again and everything." And I didn't want to do. I could have just done the like thanks man thing. Mm -hmm. I did make it a lot more awkward by being like. Give me your name. <laughs> Give me all this. It was good. We got to have like a more real conversation as a result. Wayne Gretzky could never. He was just like, hey, uh, cool, hey, man. Fella. <laughs> you like sports? <laughs> What's your favorite sport? This is cool, huh? IT's hat, though, was the I best. I know. That was probably the best piece of Winter Classic merch other than the Kraken jersey i would say like tied with the kraken it had like the uh it had it has the red s logo with the like the light blue outline just an incredible piece of merch i so looked it up and i'm falling in love with the cracking branding like more and more every day hmm. somebody just said uh dj low-key drinking treehouse on the stream no he's not now he is this is in a, into a cracking cup in a cracking cup this is uh i don't drink so I'm I I'm starting to like hard launch not drinking by the way. I know, way. I've noticed. I've I had to say it the other day 
be like, oh, with uh, Nick Alberga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, New Year's, you know how it is. And I was like, I used to know how it is. I'll still drink again at some point in my life. Uh, I hope so, because that's uh, those are some of our funnest moments. Just sitting at a bar, watching sports. A lot sports. cooler, yeah. You're a lot cooler when you drink. <laughs> Not even. It's just like... You know, I like going to bars, and you don't necessarily have to drink when you. I still go no, to bars. That's true. I still like live at bars. Uh, yeah, get uh, Wayne Gretzky had a moment because last night he was mingling with another hockey icon, Chad Kroger. That's right, Chad Kroger in a fantastic cardigan at the Canucks Senators game last night. Uh, somebody in the chat also mentioned this was a really missed opportunity for us to do the look at this photograph. With the still images of Hoaglander. I don't know if it ever happens. I want to have Chad Kroger on so badly. Sean? Well, I was going to say, is Chad Kroger allowed to grab Wayne Gretzky's arm? Yeah, I, I, it looks like they're real chummy. They, yeah, they, look, they do look very chummy. But also, I mean, he is, Chad he's looks doing way like chummier the, than Wayne. Yeah, he's doing like the... Like he's really, really happy to be sitting next to Wayne Gretzky, kind of thing. That's that is, very that's strong fanboy behavior. Yeah. That is so cute, though. Like it Wayne Gretzky, like looks Wayne like, Gretzky's enjoying it. Wayne Gretzky looks like he's just holding court because he's Wayne Gretzky, and he has to do that whenever he's in public. And Chad Kroger was just like, "No, this is I my think best Wayne's friend. having a real good time." Oh no, no, I think he is, but I think he's doing a lot of like he's like turning around, he's playing to the crowd, and yeah. Chad's like, "This is my best friend." Chad's <laughs> Chad's giddy. That's the word I would describe. He is giddy. Those he, seats do look nice, by the way. Those are like a little do. wider and nicer. One of my favorite <laughs> Gretzky has no idea who he is. That would be <laughs> the best. He was like, "Oh, uh, you are uh, you're uh, Danny Ainge, right?" <laughs> he just thinks that everybody is like an '80s basketball player. That's awesome. Uh, my guy Macro having a day in the chat over there. Uh, my favorite Wayne Gretzky in the crowd <laughs> moment was uh, when he was talking to Chris Chelios and. He was like, he showed him this watch and he was like, check out this watch. I got it for $4,000. And you could clearly see him saying that on the broadcast muted. And, and, uh, Chelios is like, nice. It's a good watch. It's just like the oldest dudes, like who like clearly don't seem to like each other yeah. very much. And, uh, it was very funny to watch, but that one's a cute little clip. Good for Wayne and Chad for having a good night on the town. Another thing I love about that clip is that Nickelback is for sure back. And I love that Canada is probably unaware that Nickelback ever left. Like, do you think that Canada knows that Nickelback was considered not cool? Um, yeah, I think so because Americans love telling Canadians that they're stupid. Yeah, or that's wrong very true. Stuff. That is true. Um, yeah. I, I think like in the, a bigger picture sense, I think hockey is ha like really having a moment in the music scene. Tate McRae, uh, you've got, uh, we have to add that to the super cut. What? Uh, of us saying Tate McRae. True. Yeah. Tate McRae, Nickelback, Michael Buble. Was just on Chicklets and was just like a kind of like he revealed that he had a full size hockey rink in his basement. Buble, Buble from doing like hockey. the barstool tour, really scored points in my eyes. He's Same. like he his has, stonks went way up for he, me. He has a big like could hang out with that guy and right. just talk shop. Right. Yeah. Like he just he's a with the boys guy in a non uh, broy. SpongeBob font, toxic kind of way, where just like he just likes friendship. Yeah, and I 
think that's really neat. I also think that like the boys having a moment. The boys are kind of having a moment. Zach Wierenski brought it back because uh, we asked them just we were like Michigan seemed like it was big. The boys yeah. and the PWHL is trying to ruin it. That is because the boys are having a moment and then the PWHL oh, shows up. That reminded me of another thing. Too many men on the ice. That happened last night. Really? And is I that, feel they, like they call it. I believe they call they it. Call it they too call many it men too many men on the ice. I will double check. They called it too many cooks in the kitchen, and everybody was like, <laughs> oh, uh, "Excuse me, Ralph." <laughs> oh, Jesus no. Christ! And Matt was like, "What's the most sexist like way <laughs> of too many men on the joke. ice?" Yeah. Holy shit! They did refer to it too many men. They to really, clarify, I wasn't making that joke. I, I was making fun of. I know. How would they make that sex? How do they? How do they change the 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 color of the the referees' band? But not the penalty. But not the penalty. Too many men on I the like ice. I like that though. It's like while we're starting a new league, are there anything? It's like, hey, running to the store. Do we need anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Starting a new league. Do we need any little tweaks to hockey? Like, yeah, orange is kind of stupid. Can you pick a better <laughs> color? Purple. Done. I don't know. I got to see it because I, I do think the orange works. I think orange, orange and black is a great color scheme. I mean, the only thing about the orange is that it's way more like noticeable, which I think is part of the purpose of the orange. Yeah. The purple. Fair. It kind of just blends. So we're getting uh, it was uh, too many players. Too many on the players. Ice. Too many players. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the ref said too many men and the website, like their score, the box, like the, score? The box score refers to it as too many. The men. box score. I'm pretty sure the commentator, it. though, like as soon as it happened, like she referred to it as too many players. Well, I'll go by the box score because I take hockey seriously. Yeah, so. he doesn't watch the games. That's right. <laughs> I don't watch goal. I don't watch goals or want goals or saves. I don't even I don't want to watch hockey. I'll tell you what, though, still like. I, I want more slap shots from the dot. Agreed. Yes. I want, like, you were talking about uh, the, like, playing violent. That's the most violent shit that yeah. I saw in hockey last night. Y yeah. I, uh, I, I score or you like die. A, one was of it these. Fluto, like, a year or two ago that was like, why is the slap shot dying in the NHL? Uh, there was somebody who wrote a piece about, like, is the slap shot dying or why is the slap shot I dying? I think somebody did. I did a thing a million years ago on, like, Chara not really taking slap shots anymore, but this this was like maybe ten years ago at this point. I think there was a recent thing about like the best slap shot guys, their numbers are going down with taking slap shots. Yeah, but I miss like I miss a big clapper, man. Yeah, There's nothing better than an awesome slap shot or Actually, like anything like off the run, just like yeah. skating in and winding up and so taking a slap one shot. One of the most underutilized and underrated things in hockey is the fake slapper on the rush into like a, a sick dangle and, and goal. Yeah. Like a nice little like, and then slapping it down on the ice and then a little, a little move. That shit rocks. We should have asked Wierenski, uh, what about slap shots in the shootout? Cause he hates the shootout as uh, he's, he's on record of that. What about just a exclusive slapper shootout? Yeah. I mean, those were some when the shootout first started happening. Those were some of the great moments where yeah. I think Chara did it right. Yep, we just skated I, uh, in and like killed a guy. It'd be very cool if uh, if you if you change the shootout rules to do like repeat shooters, and there was just some dude who had it was a like TJ Oshie. Yeah, but like somebody did that, but was just clapper every time, like six straight times they score on a clapper on the shootout. That would be incredible. Mm. I feel like Nathan McKinnon. Violent player as he is, would love to just rip 
a clapper on the uh, on the breakaway. What if the, like a player need more of it? Players agreed. Uh, like you, who who was the guy that on TV said meow a million times? Remember that he was like doing an interview and he just kept saying yeah. meow. Who was that? Is, was it Yandel? Maybe. I think it may have been. It may Yandel. have been like a hockey thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what if like a player decided he was like, hey, every shot I'm taking this game is a slap shot, no matter what. So like, if you feed me, I'm either taking a one timer or taking a slap shot. If I'm dumping it in, I'm just gonna gain a little more. I'm just gonna skate a little more and just rip a slap shot on net. Every you, front of the net slap shot. Do, this is a callback, but do you remember? I think his name Linus Olmark was a uh, not Olmark. Linus Olmark oh. from the Edmonton Oilers. He had a uh, his debut like 10, 15 years ago, something like that. His debut, he had a penal uh, a shootout opportunity in which he won the game for the Oilers in his debut, and he had the fucking most rock star uh shootout attempt i've ever seen he did a spinorama picking up the puck at center ice and then had a fake clapper and then scored on a dangle and it was nasty and after the game there was like a big like oh did he disrespect the game in his mm. debut like who does this kid think he is like that was the most rock star shit i've ever seen in my life him doing that so Add some more like wild chaotic stuff into the shootout, and I say I say it can stay. Somebody said Seidenberg from the red line. If memory serves, was that a slap shot or is a wrist shot? I remember he like threw his shoulder like he was dumping it into the corner and then threw it on net. That might have been a wrist shot, even. Maybe. I don't know. Do you remember, remember you know what play I'm talking about? No. Seidenberg did this twice. It was amazing. He would, if he had from the, the puck, center line, what's that from the center line, right? So it was like, he was, uh, just dumping it in. He gained the red line through his shoulder. Like he was dumping it into the corner and the goalie obviously takes off and just goes to get it. And not it anymore. throws him so off balance because he threw it on net and scored. Dennis Seinberg was a bad man. You want to talk about a built player? Guy was a bad motherfucker. Another German. Another German player. Yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, uh, Andrew Ferenc once said something very funny. Uh, it was just like uh, I, I was. I you was started on the, about, You started down this road. You got to get there. Yeah, no, I was writing something about uh, how Ferenc was like the unsung hero of the 2011 team, uh, and he, he, I forget what he said. But Seinberg said something very glowing about him, and he was like, "Just you." See, we don't have to be so mean to the German guy or something like that or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Seinberg was the best. My uh, my star of last night, because I did watch the game, for your information. I watched the Sharks and Red Wings late last night. And I think that the best TV jersey matchup in the entire NHL, mm. Sharks home jerseys, the full teal versus the Red Wings away jerseys, which are some of the nicest, maybe the nicest jersey in all of all of hockey, those two together for some reason, I'm not saying that like the Sharks jersey is the best jersey in the league and the Wings jersey, the best jersey in the league, but like on TV, those two, it was the most aesthetically pleasing jersey matchup that I can recall in a long, long time. So uh, that's my star of the night. Sharks, Red Wings jersey matchup. Better than Ottawa, Montreal. Better than Ottawa, Montreal. PWHL? Yeah. Don't care. You were the only one riding for the Montreal jersey. 
Yeah. I do like the jersey. I do. I hate it. Um, I think the best jersey combo of all time is, I think you mentioned it uh, either yesterday or the day before, the Winter Classic Toronto-Detroit, I think, right? Yeah, Luke. that was a specialty jersey. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, that it's, was the most aesthetically pleasing Winter Classic, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I also think just prime colors in general versus prime colors, so like a Toronto versus Detroit is always going to be iconic. But Check out this nerd talking about prime colors. That, uh, you know that prime Red colors? Wings primary colors. Primary colors. Prime right. numbers, primary colors. That uh, Red Wings t-shirt that you're wearing is incredible. It's, it's and incredible. I'm pissed because I'm the, I try to be the, uh, the Red Wings merch guy in this relationship. And that might be better than any Red Wings thing I own. Ellen got me this for Christmas. Whoa. I told her to get it for me for Christmas. Who makes Although, it? Is it 47? It is a 47 tubular shirt. And uh, the problem is, is that it's a little small for me. Uh, which is it's a medium gross. which i usually wear yeah and it's just i don't know if it's like the old style where yeah. they just make them smaller than they should would love to be a size up but maybe i'm just getting fat who knows somebody says pete's staying strong with his pwhl bit the only uh pwhl bit for pete is that uh he won't watch it one bit and we're trying to get him to but he says no not until they figure out the streams uh, that's the stream is a fine. fun excuse for people. Oh, it says you, uh, you spent five minutes on how, how the stream wasn't fine. It was chaotic, but we didn't miss any game. We got to watch a game, and once they, once it started, it was flawless from end to end. And I don't think they had any issues yesterday hmm. with day one, so I think this might have just been an Ottawa issue. All right, I believe, I'll have to check, but I think we will probably tomorrow uh, air uh, a sit down that we had with Boston Bruins head coach, Jim Montgomery. We are not a Bruins podcast. So that is just all uh dink to use a hockey term, but we will be back with you tomorrow. This was a fun one. Talk soon. Bye.